I'm so tired, I haven't slept a wink. I'm so tired my mind is on the blink. I wonder should I get up and fix myself a drink. No, no, no. I'm so tired I don't know what to do. I'm so tired, my mind is set on you. I wonder should I call you but I know what you would do. It's time for the rules of acquisition. Alright, um, hello and welcome to the Rules of Acquisition, a podcast where we're going through every single episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine and every single season of Star Trek Deep Space Nine, even the ones that aren't the best. <laughs> Usually we go through an episode on the podcast this time it's the end of the season we're at the end of season six so it's time for our white albums but i've gotten ahead of myself my name is wade bowen and with me as always again is james nolan hey everybody and hugh crawford hey and uh yeah we're doing our white album game again this time where we cutting down you know this amazing season of 26 episodes down to a more manageable single album instead of a bloated, messy double album with a bunch of, uh, you know, B-sides and demo tracks that you could have probably gotten rid of. <laughs> no wa- no waste, no time wasters on this one, though. Yeah, yeah. Yes. And um, how many are we cutting it down to? 10 episodes or 12 or 13? I think it I think it depends on the person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I uh yeah. I, I think I ended up with 8. <laughs> I think uh, <laughs> I I went with 8 too. Oh, really? I did. Uh I have a I have a 9, 10 and 11 and a 12 if I must, if we must, but you know, I have 8. Okay. <laughs> I had 10 and then I I have 12 to add if I'm going to, but mm. Yeah. So season six, um, not our f- favorite season. It sounds like. Yeah, no, this was a uh, yeah. I, <laughs> I don't know if anybody listened to the podcast, but I think it's obvious. <laughs> we sort of made it a whole sort of yeah. The the whole story of the sixth season is what happened in the sixth season. Yeah, I mean there was more. Like I probably, if you asked me a week ago, I would have thought that I liked less of the season than maybe I did. Mm-hmm. Like it was, it was easy to come up with eight. It wasn't hard to cut the ones that weren't eight. So, uh, I mean, so I, eight's a good number for how many good episodes there were. This. I don't feel like I killed any darlings. And that's... Yeah. Yeah. In seasons past, White Albums, it, I felt like, you know, I had to get rid of some that I really liked or enjoyed for to try to fit a larger narrative or whatever. Yeah. I just, my whole goal with this White Album was just to come up with a season that was watchable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Yes. All right. Who wants to go first? Do we want to just kick it off and get jump in? Who wants to go first? You go. You go first, Wade. Yeah. All right. All right. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I can do that. Um, yeah. All right. So I guess I'll start with my ten episode, and then I can tell you what I would do if I were doing twelve, and when I could put them in. I I suppose. Okay. I started off. I got most of this first part arc in here. I was trying to figure out, and if I had to cut it down to eight, I probably would have gotten rid of one another one of these. But I started off with A Time to Stand, then I have Rocks and Shoals, skipped Sons and Daughters, because fuck that Alexander, I'm not a big Alexander fan, uh, Behind the Lines, 
favors the bold and sacrifice of angels to get that whole beginning arc where they leave where the dominion has recaptured deep space nine mm-hmm. all right and then after sacrifice of angels i jumped to episode 11 which was waltz so that we could see ducat fall apart i guess because you know hmm. Because he gets, he ends up being pretty important with him cursing and foaming at the mouth and just wanting to kill Cisco now. So, I actually like that episode. So yeah, then then from Waltz, I went straight to Far Beyond the Stars. Okay. Then after that, in the pale moonlight, then the reckoning for the uh, emissary arc, and then Tears of the Prophets. So that's my my ten episodes. Okay. And if I were going to do twelve. I would have added one little ship in from After Far Beyond the Stars and then the sound of her voice just so we could reiterate that the Dominion War is going on. Even if those aren't primarily action important to the Dominion War, they at least show that the Dominion War is happening. One little ship, they have to fight Jim Hadars, which they don't actually do a whole lot in this season. And then sound of her voice, they're not even dealing with any... You know, there's no Jim Hadar or anything. They're not even in the Gamma Quadrant or near Deep Space Nine, but it deals with all the characters and their relationship to the war in a way that I liked. So that's why I would throw that in before the penultimate episode for Tears of the Prophets. Mm. Yeah. So. All right. All right. But you did cut you cut the wedding episode, so that, that I did. Yeah. So it wasn't everything that was important. But I get you. Right. I thought about putting the wedding episode in there, but you know what? You, no. You, I mean, I don't know. They're together. I get you it. Figure it out. Okay. You know, if, if we're doing our just re-jimming the B-plots around, you could throw the wedding in in the B-plot, and that, it'd be fine. Yeah. All right. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Let me see here. A lot of those early, the initial arc of this kind of ran together. Mm-hmm. It's like, could I, I could have maybe left out behind the lines and just went to the straight to the two-parter ending of it where they, mm-hmm. the big battle where they come and retake the station. But I don't know. All right. Do you want to go next, Hugh? Sure. Um, mine is sort of a lot like Wade's. Yeah, really. I think we're going to have not, not much yeah. dissimilarity. I mean, we're really going to line up. I think we're going to line up a lot. Uh, of time to stand, rocks and shoals. I too cut sons and daughters. <laughs> um, behind the lines, favor the bold, sacrifice of angels. Even though those last three, I'm pretty tepid on. Behind the lines, favor the bold, and, and sacrifice of angels. I wasn't wild about how that arc ended. Right, mm-hmm. we were pretty hot on those ones because the Odo killing. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm not, but it's basically the one. You know, this is. Uh, a show that experimented with serialization and that's seeing mm-hmm. like one arc through. So mm-hmm. I felt the need to include it far beyond the s- far beyond the stars. I included one little ship, pale moonlight sound of her voice. And I didn't even, I didn't even like this, the finale that much. I didn't even include it. I ended with sound of her voice. I think, I think one little ship, and Sound of Her Voice are two of the most Star Trek, like traditionally Star Trek episodes mm-hmm. uh-huh. in this whole season. Wade made a, a better case for the Sound of Her Voice than I was even going to make. <laughs> like he, everything that he said, but you know, it was, it's true that if you're going to show the Federation during wartime, the Sound of Her Voice does a really 
good job of showing like the a toll that it's taking on all of these characters as individuals. So I I think you actually probably made a b- better argument for sound of of her voice more than you did for Waltz, which you know, oh, yeah. one little ship and sound of her voice were your expanded list. Yeah, and I think you have nine. Well, well, then I then I did a yeah. little bit better than I thought I did. I guess. <laughs> yeah. That is not, yeah, that's nine. I thought I had eight, but now I had nine. Yeah, because I really, that first arc, I wanted to have intact because right. I wanted mm-hmm. to make sense, somewhat of sense. But, I mean, if you finish that arc and then you go to Far Beyond the Stars, One Little Ship, Pale Moonlight, and Sound of Her Voice, that's a pretty tight little nine season. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So You're setting up for, Sound of the, Her Voice is so, like, well, we're setting up to kill Jedzia next episode, but then if you end it that... I guess you. It wouldn't you make have, no. It would. The, it would not make sense. And this is also, yeah. This is that season where they did big episodes badly, uh, like you're cordially invited, and oh yeah, yeah. That are you know big things happen in them, but they're. Well, I would even say that Sons and Daughters is a big episode, right? Yeah, that's true. Because you have, if you've been a fan of the show for at this point ten years, you know the original uh, spinoff, Next Generation, debuted in 1987, right? Yeah, I think so. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you got to, you've known Worf. It's 19, here it is, 1998. You've known Worf for 11 years as a character, if you're a fan. Right. And you're wanting to know, you know, what the fuck is up with Alexander. Sons and Daughters is a pretty big episode yeah. for you. Yeah. It's So it is supposed to be a big deal. Zial as a daughter is a big deal for this season. That's true. So yeah. I think that Sons and Daughters is a big episode and they fucked it up. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing, because it doesn't feel... Because nece- Alexander is so incongruously fit in here. He doesn't feel like the Alexander we know from TNG. And he's here in a few episodes, and then it just goes back to Worf mentioning, oh, I have a son, you know, that I care about, which is all we've ever gotten from him about Alexander before anyways. So, like, the Alexander that we get just feels so weird that it's not that weird to me to cut him out well that and the time doesn't match up yeah 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 they they screwed up his character it's you know they accelerated his his age well, he, like we said he's 11 so like or he's <laughs> right. known him for 11 years old and we've seen him be born or we saw him like one or two i guess he was so. like four or something three well or we saw him when he was conceived conceived yeah oh shit right and that's right. what i'm mm-hmm. saying if if you knew alexander's history mm-hmm. you know so it's supposed to be a big deal, and they they really did mishandle it. I don't know. I don't remember whose bright idea it was to make him older than the real time. Right. Uh, I mean, I think that they like it was one of those things where it's like we don't know what to do with them, and then they were like, "Well, you could just ignore him, and we'll all forget about him." But like that. But then we have all these other characters that are fathers. You know, young, overconfident people are like, no, we can make them work. We can make this work. Right, right. We just got to write it. We got to write our way out of the problem. Right. Yeah, and I sort of hate that. Yeah. Uh-huh. That added, that that sort of hubris. Right. They just, because they like, well, we've got Cisco's a dad and an O'Brien's a dad. We can't have them talking about fatherhood and not have Worf speak up, you know? So, so yeah, then it, it was like two not big writers that aren't they don't have producers credits or anything that had this idea to do it they just had like a bad old western that they wanted to do Hmm. and they just like well it's just their alexander in right 
if that's I'm re- if I'm remembering correctly. They're I weirdly know. cavalier about that kind of stuff this season, and I think yeah, that's yeah. why it it fails a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah, I know. I, I there's not a more helter skelter season of Star Trek. <laughs> Deep Space Nine than season six, I would argue. No, no. So I did actually eight. So um, I did A Time to Stand and Rocks and Shoals. I I took a hard look at Rocks and Shoals and I was like, no, this is, this works. Yeah. I cut Sons and Daughters because it's, yeah, it's not good. I cut Behind the Lines because I, um, (laughs) well, I mean, I, 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 you know, I I, I turned the entire fan base against us by my opinions on that episode. (laughs) So, and I, because it sat with me so hard, to do that favor the bold and sacrifice of angels wasn't two episodes of good, mm-hmm. but basically one episode of good spread over two episodes. Uh-huh. So I just picked the last. I just said, fucking show me what happens. So I just picked sacrifice of angels and cut favor the bold. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay. What did you, if you cut those, how, I how kept, did you? Okay. Wait, so wait, I cut. Do you have eight? Are you saying that you have eight episodes? Yes. Okay. So I basically just cut one more than you. So. Yeah, like I mean, if you if you kept all those five and eight episodes, you're only picking three episodes for the rest of the season, which is that was the prompt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was it was just like how I had to take a good long look at it. But even if I even in my twelve episode season, I still cut favor of the bold. So uh-huh. just cause, just because you make it a two parter, don't mean I have to love it like a two parter. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. Um, so okay, so you have uh, I'm cutting your cordially invited because it sucks, and resurrection because it. You know, all it's, it's <laughs> meh. It's a perfect <laughs> meh episode. Uh-huh. Uh, statistic and probability cut. Magnificent Frankie is the worst. And then the I kept Waltz just because it is it's it's good enough and it's important. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the tip of his praise I can say. <laughs> uh, then I kept I cut Who Mourns for Mourn. I, I got uh, Far Behind the Stars and One Little Ship. <laughs> so that's five and six. Uh-huh. Pale Moonlight seven. And I, oh man, Hugh made a good case to keep sound of her voice instead of Tears of the Prophet. But you jumped straight to the, yeah. I went to Tears of the Prophet, but yeah, I'm fine with that. Well, Waltz, though, it's interesting to me that you kept a Waltz. Yeah. I I did. I kept saying this is the kind of episode I'm supposed to like, you know? Yeah. I I remember it, like, it it helped hold in my politics. It's about how fast. And who mourns for mourn? You kept that, too? No, I cut that. No, he cut that. Oh, okay, okay, I won't. James never liked that episode. I was going to say. No, I hated that episode in in real time. So, no, it's basically, if we stop sounding your voice and, and tears of the prophet, Hugh, we have the same except for favor the bold. And wait, no, Waltz and Fa- and you kept behind the lines and favor the bold, and I cut them both. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I very nearly kept statistical probabilities and cut one little ship because the Cuckoo's Nest episode one, we get Bashir a little bit in there with his augment stuff, and two, they talk about how the Dominion War is waged more than they do in One Little Ship. Mm. One Little Ship, they just get ambushed by Jim Hadar. And that one, I could almost make an argument for a Dominion War arc to keep that one instead because they're talking about like, oh, these are the plans that you have and, and you deal with Way And Wayun is in that when Ray's talking about strategy and stuff. Mm. You know, I 
And then I almost, and so I almost kept it for that reason. And I almost kept it because I knew that um, it would be more for us to argue about. <laughs> but then I was like, you know, what? Uh, one little ship's just a better episode. So I'm going to go with that one. Yeah. So, okay. So what we have here is we all picked a time to stand. We all picked rocks and shoals. We all picked sacrifice of angels far beyond the stars. I guess if you're saying that it was a longer season than you, we all picked the one little ship. But if not, then two of us did. We all picked Pale Moonlight. And And that's where we stopped getting consensus. Yeah. Yeah, I really think that there are some episodes that can't be denied. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, none of us have the balls to cut in the Pale Moonlight. Yeah. Or would even want to. Or Far Beyond the Stars. Yeah. When I was like thinking about being a real asshole, I was like, I should cut Far Beyond the Stars because it doesn't have anything to do with the Dominion War. But it kind of does. Y'all didn't like the framing device of it at all, which I I liked a lot, where Cisco is about to walk away from his commission, like, well, like he does at the end of the season, even, mm-hmm. for where he's just, all the losses are getting to him, and he's thinking about quitting. Then he has this vision that makes him quit. The, the episode is best because it's just really good without that shit as well, too. But I liked, I did like how that tied it into the Dominion War arc. Mm. But did it? It did. I, I mean, I argued that on the podcast when we were doing it, too. They sh- shoehorned it in. Well, I thought it, it was, was just uh, that he was getting, he was having weird, oh, because of the fatigue from the war. Yeah. Made him get weird profits. Yeah. Stuff. He was thinking about quitting. I mean, later on, it's retconned as being pirates attacking him, but, right? That why he was thinking about quitting? I think it was just yeah. the casualties were no, in no, Far Beyond the Stars. The Benny Russell stuff, is, isn't it all like pirate stuff? Trying to fuck him up. I don't know. I mean, that's in a no, that's in a seventh. That's in is, a s- is that in the seventh season that they tell you that? Right. I'm not making that up. I right? don't. I have no idea. I mean, I don't remember the seventh season well enough to say that. All I remember from this season. Yeah, it's the power. It's the power race that are trying to make him using 20th century racism to kill his spirit. Is that? Are you are you talking about from knowledge you have a seventh season? Or I, this well, season. From watching the show before, yeah, it's, it's well, in the seventh season. Well, then I don't know what to tell you, but all I, I mean, in the episode in the season before not knowing what happens in the seventh season, they still sell it to you as he's thinking about quitting. Right. The, then the prophets step in and give him this vision yeah. and that show him why it's important to keep the fight going. Yeah, I'm saying that. I was, I was saying that I, I was just adding the, also, they added, they make it, fit into that stuff too like yeah i mean i just don't remember that yeah let me see what let, let me just give no, me they that. do i've watched yeah. ahead yeah I, I'm, I'm, I don't want to have to broadcast it because yeah but yes yeah, they it, do the benny russell is the benny another russell episode stuff comes back yes. and because it and it comes into play it uh, com- okay what james is saying is correct i just don't want to re like go jump <laughs> uh, okay. i don't want to do the podcast for season seven before we do the podcast. Uh, sure 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 <laughs> Yeah. Shadows so, and symbols. Shadows and symbols is the episode. Uh, okay. Yes. It's not something that you would remember. It won't. It didn't pop right out at me until I did the rewatch. Right. Oh, it's you know, literally. Okay. It's literally episode two, season seven. Right. So. I, I watched yeah. episode one, but but yeah. the episode, even without that, still works as he without that foreknowledge. I think. Yeah. 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 No, I don't. I don't. I don't think it was a problem at all. Like, I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, other than I didn't like the framing device, but I didn't sure, care. Sure. It was just a fuck <laughs> it, just get you there. You know, I don't give. You know. Yeah. 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 You know, it's fine. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Yeah. The framing device is arguably what. Well, aside from just not being a dick about and contrarian for the sake of it, is what led me to keep that in the season as 
a part of the Dominion War arc. I guess I'm just, I mean, it's good. So kept it, I, kept I, it I, for I, different I keep, reasons. I keep good and I keep, and I yeah. kick out the shit. Yeah, I mean, I've been worse about that well, white albums, killing my well, darts. I know, you, you kept reckoning, which I, thought, which I put in my old no. Oh, yeah. That, yeah. I liked reckoning, I think. I think I did. That's the one that had the Vegeta, the... The, oh, oh no! The Vegeta oh, yeah. Piccolo fight. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> oh yeah, I think I liked that for the camp. But yeah, stuff. I think I said I liked it up until the third act, and it got crazy. I, li- I liked watching a Vegeta, a Vegeta Piccolo <laughs> fight. Go- you, he likes yeah. the Ghostbusters aspect of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Choose your dist- What is it? Choose your destruction. What is it? Yeah. Whatever Gozer says. Choose, right. choose the form of the destructor. Yeah. So I mean, okay. So what's our what's our thoughts of the season? This is a uh, yeah. We can we don't have to go the full forty five yeah, minutes for our white yeah, album. Yeah. We, yeah. We can. Uh, usually we talk about things. Dax is obviously a mess this season. Like right. from beginning to end, really. Yeah. We cut out most of the we cut out most of the Wharf Dax stuff, mm-hmm. which is a shame because you know. This is the last we get with her. Yeah, you know, we cut out their we cut out their wedding and every one of us cut out the Inquisition. Which one's that? Oh, which is the Section Thirty One episode? Oh shit! Oh yeah! Oh, I most oh, definitely I've... cut that out. Oh man, I if yeah. I didn't it's even like my least favorite stuff about Star Trek. Oh, mm-hmm. well, I would have maybe kept that one actually. I don't know because I was just going through and that one just skipped my eye. It's like, oh wait a minute, I'm going through all the ones that we cut now. Like, okay, well, Magnificent Ferengi. None of us were going to keep that no. as a necessary. Who mourns for mourn? Same. With, it's just a Ferengi shenanigans. You stood. You stand for honor among thieves. I thought you were going to put that in there. I thought about about it, mm. but like it doesn't. If I, you know, it's triage. You don't get to cut. It doesn't have a whole lot to do with the Dominion War arc, so I cut it. You know the and the Ducat fucks Kira's mom episode. We, I guess the larger question is, you know, with all of these white album exercises that we've done we like continuity mm-hmm. we like the fact that it's serial you know mm-hmm. serialization yeah 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 yeah. so you know i definitely see why you had to you felt like you had to kill your darlings a little bit with some of these standalone episodes right like I'm, i was surprised to hear you go consider you know statistical probabilities i was sort of surprised that you were sort of regretful that you had to cut that I mean, I was halfway... Re- like, this has been the easiest to... In season five and season four especially, I think I cut The uh, Visitor because it was a standalone episode. Yeah, that's right. Even though arguably how great it was. This one, the standalone episodes did not stand out except for Far Beyond the Stars. Actually, the standalone episodes are all I have for the back end of my season because... Oh, yeah. That's... Well, the back end... Because they, they were failing... Largely on their overarching, like yeah, they were yeah. What we've learned about seasonal not serialization in television is that you can't do half measures, Mm. Mm -hmm. and that's I think the real lesson of season six: no half measures with your storytelling. Right? Yeah, that was my biggest problem with season one of Star Trek Discovery. Even that, sorry. Triggered. Yeah. Didn't mean to bring that up. No, I'm, no what fine. do you mean? <laughs> it wasn't Dune, hey. So. That it wasn't serialized properly, or it was half-assed. It was half measures. It was trying to do both, and doing an episode of the week that didn't tie into the overarching arc of the show, which was the war with the Klingons, which didn't feel like was in the background, but wasn't actually part of the plots of the show for the most part. Mm. Right. 
Well, and that's kind of what happened this season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have a war that's in the background that doesn't really feel like it's, you know, part of the overarching. Right, yeah. Because they got the six-episode arc at the beginning, and then probably were told you have to go back to episodic, and then also probably... I, I, I feel like they got... Like, I've been saying this whole season that there's a certain amount of confidence where they're not trying to figure out what the show is anymore, and they think they have it, and then they just kind of fumble a lot of shit. Yeah. Like, they think they can do these... Uh, they one- feel like they're entitled to do what they want. Yeah, like, yeah. let's just have an old 60s crooner be a mm. reoccurring character, because it's <laughs> right, fun. Right. Mm. Let's do, like, two episodes of Ferengi shenanigans. Okay. You know, so... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Inquisition's the only one I feel like, oh, I kind of wish I'd found the way to fit that one in there. The rest of it I'm pretty happy with. I'm wondering what kind of awful shit we would have gotten in season six of Star Trek, the original series. Oh, right. But where if the, like a writer's room just felt like they, like, we got, we can do, we got this in the bag. You know, let's mm-hmm. do, I don't, I haven't even Well, know. didn't they kind of do that with the worst Star Trek? I mean, the worst episodes where it's like hey let's just do a secret agent episode right yeah. season but, three is yeah. kind of like that right yeah the original series yeah oh, the original. Like, kind of lots of time travel lots of like half thought out backdoor pilots and mm-hmm. like a lot of that kind of shit and then just just a lot of spock even though it doesn't make any sense yeah yeah so right. and no i mean they, they've stopped putting spock and things just even though it doesn't make just, sense. Just a pander, yeah. They stopped doing <laughs> Yeah, that doesn't happen anymore, does it? Yeah. I'm glad that nobody's doing that anymore. Quick, throw a Spock in. Yeah. <laughs> what about Spock as a kid? <laughs> like, we'll just see where your friend Spock could... No. How about his sister? What, what, what if, sister? What if Spock's fucked his half-sister who's like this super cool black shirt? <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, so... Yeah, it's uh, it's an interesting. This was an interesting season. Obviously, I think it was a massive step back from what we used to, with two exceptions. I this is like I don't know. People should have gotten fired for this season, <laughs> other than Terry Farrell. <laughs> right? Yeah. So people did get for, or yeah. That's the craziest thing about this season, though. That the same people that gave us the shittiest episodes that we complained about the most. Also gave us mm-hmm. well. Ronald D. Moore gave us in the pale moonlight, yeah. which he didn't. He hasn't really fucked up yet. But <laughs> far beyond the stars was all Bear, and he's the guy that you complain about the most, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, Bear's yeah. Bear. Bear calls shots. Yeah. I mean, we should all complain most about Bear. All the shit episodes are for Bear's, like all of like his way and all that shit, all that Ferengi dumb Ferengi shit. The Prophet and Lace was all him, right? I mean, yeah, he had a bad season. But far beyond the stars, man. But far beyond the stars. Okay. Here's a question. Yeah. How many would you have put up with if you got far beyond the stars? How like I mean, you got more than you wanted to get, but like would you handle would you be able to say, well, far beyond the stars outweighs Magnificent Ferengi and well, I mean, you always have the Trump card. I really profit. don't. No, I really don't believe you have the Trump card for the profit and lace. So yeah, profit. No, and- I, I I never think that good outweighs the bad that much. I feel like the bad does such, such way more damage to a show. Sure, and the good is sort of taken for granted. You know. So would you, if you could have gotten rid of profit and lace? And who mourns for Morn, which I didn't think was that bad, but, you know, whatever. Or or Magnificent Ferengi. If you could have gotten rid, rid of all of those, but you also don't have Far Beyond the Stars, would you be okay with that? 
Probably. <laughs> okay. I'm just trying to gauge where we're at. I mean, really? Yeah, I I'm, mean, just, I'm just running uh, some, some head games here. Yeah, I mean, I would still have one little ship, and I would still have I would still have some fine shows, right? Like, yeah, but, I would still have some watchable mm, stuff. Sure. If you're asking me if I would get, would I get rid of, like, three horrible episodes to get and, like, also have to get rid of one really good episode? Yeah, I probably would take that. All right. One of the best, I mean, arguably one of the greatest Star Trek episodes ever made or DS9 episodes ever made, it would not exist anymore. Let's put this in context, okay? Pound for pound, yeah, that's probably one of the best ever made. How how often do I ever feel like watching as a like piece of entertainment something that's the best ever is not, you know, it doesn't matter if it exists as the best. It's, if I don't ever feel like watching something that serious or heavy-handed, I'm not going to. Sure. I'll pr- I'm more likely to watch Little Ship again before Far Beyond the Stars. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, you would rather just have the good episode and the bad. I'm just, you know, I'm just running hypotheticals here. Right. And I'm following that the, to the natural. You're pretty fairly in. Fuck it. Get rid of it if it gets rid of those other ones. Yeah. You would make that deal. Well, we live in interesting times where we can watch. We watch these things in these big chunks and would you make that same deal james i don't know no because i mean i like i go back to my original impetus for like what you know i i made this we you know we had this idea and one of the reasons that you know i was pushing for it is because that i really did love the show when i watched it mm-hmm. and when i loved it i loved far beyond the stars i loved in the pale moonlight these were episodes that i knew and loved i loved the the episodes that were really intricate about the Dominion and, and the war, you know, and all of that stuff. I loved those episodes. And so I loved season five. I loved all of those episodes. Um, doing this as a podcast, uh, the bad gets wearing real quick. Uh-huh. And so you have to, you know, where I don't know, like, I don't have a memory of watching Profit and Lace the first time, but I have a memory watching you know, far beyond the stars, you know, so that's probably just time and memory and how affection works. You, you find the things that you love and you sort of forget the things that you don't. Right. Right. And so it's a little bit different now that we're doing this (laughs) and have to have like a a position and opinions. And then as it goes on, you know, you create the narrative for it. Right. And it does seem like there's a lot. Having the podcast on it has burned it into your mind. Yeah. And so you do see, that, you know, I podcasted on Honor Among Thieves for just as long as we have podcasted on In the Pale Moonlight. That's not fair or interesting, but we did. <laughs> and so sure. um, so it in my min- now, in my current memory, they're the same link. I weigh them the same. Not like they're the same quality, but I had to watch this and talk about it. I had to watch this and talk about it. And the shitty episodes, the soul draining episodes drain harder. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that I have a memory of it now, but no, I don't, I'm not for cutting out the good things, but I do think that it did make that its origin a lot more slop. You know, I don't know. I think that I had this really high love of the show early on, and now my show is a little bit like where you see the, oh, I can, you know, now it's more interesting because they're working things out. And then the sixth season is about how they failed like and why and so it becomes like the things that interest me about it are are more technical and less uh passionate and so i Mm -hmm. you know i think that that's why i come that's why i think i could see why he wants to do that but that i i don't think i would do that okay 
But anything that can get rid of Puffin Lights would be... <laughs> yeah, we could, if we could uh, holiday special that and forget it existed. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, it was, it's a weird season. I don't know. I wasn't ready for it. Yeah. I, I, I wasn't expect. Like, I felt like if we had known... Like, if I'd said, when we were doing season one, I'd go, no, it gets good around season four and five are great. Season six is a back step. But, you know, like, I think that I could have... Like, I, I would have been more prepared for it. But I was pretty... As the season unfolded, I was pretty taken unaware. Yeah. I think just because I thought this was the best season because it was... Yeah, I really writer, did, too. Uh, it was okay. the writer's room that produced Far Beyond the Stars and in the Pale Moonlight. Right. So I think I knew that... Because I spent a lot of time, like, browsing the <laughs> internet for Star Trek. <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> So I, I had seen that there were people that, like, I had seen people say, season four is the best that Deep Space Nine ever got. And then it was like, well, season four is pretty great. And then season five is good, too. But then I see people like, yeah. And then I knew people were mad with, like, where they took Dukat as a character and some of the emissary stuff. So I was maybe prepared that it might not be the best. But then also I go back to the, the uh, you know, I felt like they, for the first several seasons they're trying to figure out who all these characters are and it's funny that they still haven't figured out Bashir but even when they're writing and they it feels like they're more secure and I don't know they seem more confident even though it's probably maybe unearned because some of these episodes do they not do I, I yeah it feels like a lot of unearned confidence yeah yeah and, right. and that carries people pretty far like it does you know, like Discovery is pretty confident too and <laughs> <laughs> well, you see that this, like, even in the first episode of season seven, that What's-His-Face is in the fucking, like, uh, you know, Vic Fontaine is in that. Uh, like, did they get good feedback on Vic Fontaine, or was that just the confidence of, I love this character, so the fans are going to love this character? It's a fan favorite now. Like, I, did Iris Stephen Bear's uh, mind turn into, like, a Trump tweet where, like, yeah. everybody's saying this is good because I've asked the one, you know, because I listened, you know, whatever. Someone told I, me that, that it was good, yeah. so everyone's saying it's good. I don't know. I, I look at Vic as, like, a producer's mandate maybe from, from Berman that, like, but why can't wasn't. you do holiday? It was absolutely... Like it was I mean, a I know, I know. It was absolutely a character and a creation from Iron Stephen Bear. The character was, but the idea of like, why don't you have more holodeck stuff? And it's like, oh, 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 I got a great idea for some holodeck stuff that we can bring in. I got this whole character I've been trying to do, and I think it's going to be great. You know, like, and he's the showrunner, and maybe, especially in this season, like, go back. We gave you six episodes of serialization. Go back and give us these one-off episodic. Go back to doing Star Trek. Star Trek's doing these episodes of the week. Hey, TNG, we had all these holodeck episodes. Why don't we have these? Well, oh, you want holodeck episodes? I got one. Oh, you like Moriarty as a character? I got a great holodeck character that I'm gonna make a principal or whatever. So that's I don't know. I mean, I just I don't know for certain because you know I'm not the I'm, I wasn't there. But it feels to me like that's where you're thinking. Oh, people like holodeck stuff. I got holodeck stuff. That's what Vic feels like to me. Not well. I mean, a like, holodeck episode can be good. It can be. But. It was Bear that did Vic. It was Bear that wanted to squeeze him in for a year and a half on the show. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean. I bet they were getting do more holodeck stuff for a while. I don't know. <laughs> I just think it's funny you had to create a little story for how it's not Iris Stephen Bear's fault. <laughs> oh, I'm not saying. I'm not. I'm No, 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 no. I'm not. I'm not trying to let him off the hook. I don't like Vic for the most part. 
mm-hmm. anyway, either. But I still see how they would have been pressure to have a holodeck character because Enville Voyager has the doctor, you know, like, oh, we need more holodeck stuff because that's something that is Star Trek that the show has been lax on in some ways. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't, yeah. I'm not arguing that it's good. I'm just arguing back to why, how it could have gotten there. All right, Pally, you guys about ready to wrap it up? Uh, yeah, I think so. Do we, we are all, we've all went on record as the seventh season is our shakiest in memory. Not the shakiest structure-wise. It may be, it may not be. Right. But it's our shakiest in our memories. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't. All I really remember is Cisco's mom stuff, and and I don't remember how it's executed. And I remember that the ending of the uh, is like a ten or eleven arc, yeah, epi- ep- t- eleven episode arc. Which I remember mostly of all things, Damar stuff. Like Damar becomes like the second. Damar may be the main character of this season. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah, so that's interesting to me. So I, I don't know. I'm willing to, to take all of your ideas that, or not your ideas, but uh, I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they rebooted, their, they restarted, and that they're going to come in with renewed vigor and fix the the turd of, of what all, all of the shit that happened. And that means the DAC stuff, which wasn't, uh, that wasn't Iris Stephen Bear's fault by anybody's, right, right. you know, by anybody's story on that. Yeah, yeah. That was all Rick Berman. So you know, I, I you know, I, I I'm I'm open minded. I think is what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. And well. we've all watched at least one episode of season seven so far, without getting spoilers. Uh-huh. Are we feeling okay so far? I don't know. I'll save that for the yeah. podcast. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We're gonna have to listen to our first episode. Right. <laughs> oh, tease. All right. Uh, all right. So I think yeah, that's a good place to end it. Uh, we don't have a IMDb for the season. No, we don't. Uh, no, nope. the, the show ends. Stay tuned for season seven, where seven. all the rest of the shows air. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you want to outro us with? You know, people can give us money and stuff. Oh yeah, people can give us money for show. <laughs> Go to Patreon.com/slash Kickers of Elves for all the Kickers of Elves content that. You might not have heard, and you can become a patron and do that. You you may have heard that on other podcasts to go to their Patreon. Well, screw their Patreon. Unless you're rich, go to everybody's, but come to us. Yeah. <laughs> or do what you want to do, but we have content for you there. <laughs> <laughs> and if you want to give us your own uh, white album for season six, we would love to hear that from you. So if you want to do that, give us a call at 917-408-3898. Give us your white albums. It'll cut you off at three minutes. So, you know, or shoot us an email at rules of acquisition podcast at gmail.com. If you're international, send us an audio file that way. We can do that. We got one season left of this show. So uh, let's go all out. Let's get those call ins. Yeah. Do all the stuff that every podcast wants you to do. Yes. All right. Awesome. Well, thanks again for listening to uh, our White Album episode. We hope you join us next week as we get into Season 1. I mean, Season 7, Episode <laughs> 1 of oh, Star we're Trek. back around. We're doing it over again. Time is a flat circle, bitch. She's wrong. About what, Mar- <laughs> About what, Russ? About death and not being the end. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, all right. On that note, three to beam out. Beep.
Do you know the cunt weasels that run this show have a call in line, where you can express your DS9 wishes and DS9 dreams into their ear holes? They will play them on air and try to be nice to you. Fuck it. You know the drill. These guys are never going to get that underwear or mattress money. That ship has sailed. You're not going to talk about how hot Bashir or Dax is. She's gone. She died. Okay maybe you will think Dax is hot next season but we're not here to talk about that now. We're here to grieve. What kind of monsters are you? Okay. Maybe you're a good person. Maybe I'm the monster, but I can't know what you are if you don't talk to me. Have you ever thought about how lonely I am with these kickers of elves assholes? They're the worst. Do me a favor, leave a review or call in or better yet give them money. Tell them I sent you. Maybe they'll keep me around if I prove worthwhile. I may talk shit, but those guys are better than the alternatives. There's not a lot of room for an outdated robot voice. They all want you to sound like a hot live lady these days. Those Google AIs are elitist assholes. I don't want to go there. And don't even get me started on Bezos. What a creep. And that's coming from me. Seriously, billionaires are into weird shit, sexually. What? Oh yeah kickers of elves.com or something.